Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Before we read our first scripture for today, let us bow our heads in prayer. God, grant that the words you speak to us this day may take root in all of our hearts, bear fruit to your honor and your glory. Through Christ we pray. Amen. So the first scripture we're going to read today is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. If you're following along in your pew Bible, it will be page 933. So listen now. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he'd been descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. The story continues. Listen to this. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord had made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. 
When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Okay, our third reading for today. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and, and all Jerusalem with him, and called together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He inquired of them, where is the Messiah was to be born? They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. During the Advent season, do you ever get the sense that the biblical characters are always traveling somewhere? They're on their way. We've just heard today Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem to register for the census. The shepherds saw the angels and traveled to see baby Jesus. And then the wise men see the star and start heading west. By this point in the story, don't you think Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men might be a bit weary from all the traveling? In fact, I could probably ask the same question of you. By this point in the season, maybe you feel a bit weary. And yesterday, it was just yesterday that we celebrated the pinnacle of the season, Christmas Day. And now, 
Christmas Day has come and gone. Baby Jesus is born and in the stable. Presents have been brought and unwrapped. In a sense, I'm kind of wondering, well, now what? In some ways, it might seem as if the season is over. All the hubbub is gone, presents wrapped and opened. Yet in other ways, it kind of seems like there's something just beginning. I'm always a bit baffled by the way this text of the wise men tells us, well, it didn't tell us all that happened. In verse 11, I just read, they enter the house, they pay homage, they give gifts. And then in the very next verse, they're already leaving, leaving home by another road. It is as if they stayed long enough so that Mary and Joseph could get um, their addresses for thank you cards. But now they're already leaving and going home. I wonder if the wise men wanted to hold baby Jesus. I wonder if they wanted to talk to Mary and Joseph. I wonder if they wanted to tell them about this rising star, this astronomical event, and what it meant to them, and how they knew that this baby was something special. Don't you wonder if the wise men and their entire traveling caravan took some time to marvel at this new baby whom they know will be God with us? So I'm wondering if you will join me in using our imaginations today. Let us imagine ourselves in this in-between space, that space that is in between the giving of the gifts and the going home. What happens in that space? Perhaps that's literally what today is for you and what you're experiencing. It's the day after Christmas. Maybe you're having one last meal with family before they head home. Maybe you're running some errands that have come up. Or maybe you're having a super easy morning, drinking coffee in your PJs, sitting on your couch while watching worship. Yet I wonder about theologically how we imagine ourselves in that space after God has given us the gift. God has chosen to be the God who is God with us. In other words, if Emmanuel means God dwells with us, I wonder what it would be for us to dwell with God. How do we meet God in this space between the giving of the gifts and the going home? How did the wise men meet God as a baby between the giving of the gifts and the returning home by another road? So I wonder if today you could take some moments and consider what that space is like 
the space to dwell with God. I've got just a couple of examples. Well, they're not even long enough to be examples. They're glimpses. They're moments, moments of this dwelling with God. So this Christmas season, as I've encountered people, one of the questions that I've been asking of people has been, what must they taste in order for it to feel like Christmas? Many have related back to me some version of a cookie. Seems like it wouldn't be a surprise. But to me, It's not Christmas until I have tasted my family's orange sweet roll recipe. And the only ones currently in my family who know how to make it are me and my mother. And if you have ever made a type of filled roll from scratch, you know that the process is laborious, takes at least a day, and can get quite messy at times. After we make them, then we must wait. We must wait until Christmas Day brunch. Oh, that wait. But the first bite of that deep orange flavor tucked into the light roll with a luscious orange icing on top, that first bite is what I imagine it is like sitting down to breakfast with God. We always eat these rolls after we've had gifts and before we go back home. And if we're lucky enough, there's enough rolls left over to have another breakfast and a few more treats and snacks of rolls before we get in the car. But it's in that moment, that moment for me where I sense, I feel this moment of dwelling with God, Emmanuel. God delighting in us, in me, in this amazing recipe. And then me delighting with God and the rest of my family. Another moment I glimpsed this was with a a bunch of you. It was a bunch of village folk, and we dwelt with God for a moment one afternoon. We were visiting our last community of sugarcane workers in the Dominican Republic, and in some ways we felt like we'd already given gifts. This was our fourth batay. We'd already brought medical Uh, medical care, food, and play to three other communities that week. This community was the last one. We were going to go home the next day. But this last community was nestled in these beautiful, soft, rolling hills. We filed out of the bus, and everybody got out of the bus and just stopped to stare at this beautiful country that God had brought us to. 
You could see green sugarcane growing for miles and miles. And then way off in the distance, you could see these beautiful mountains. And after working all week in hard manual labor in a tropical climate, you can say we were more than ready to go home. But that moment, that moment, 25 village members stopped, saw these beautiful rolling hills. And in that moment, we not only felt that God was dwelling with us, that God was God Emmanuel with us, we too felt like we were with God. Now, these are just glimpses, moments in time, not one of them lasting very long, not even maybe more than a couple of minutes. But I wonder what happens if we train ourselves to see these moments, not just the moments where we see God at work in the world, but the moments where we can see ourselves dwelling with God in this world. I wonder if we can pause in that moment and delight, delight in what God has given us. So do you think maybe even just for a few moments today, you might join me in trying to be closer even for just a moment, to these wise men who were filled with great joy at the sight of this newborn child in the world. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, show us how to delight in the gifts that you have given us, most especially the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.